This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Blog Talk Radio. The legendary Ozo Motley is here with a new single and a new tour. Stay tuned. It's Music Friday Live. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, and this is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you, so you can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us. Email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. So I want to say hi to our listeners on the cyberstationusa.com network and all of their radio affiliates and on the Artistic Echoes network in london and the canal side radio network in the uk as well as everybody on our own platform right here at blog talk radio if you have questions or comments for our guests call in 347-215-7511 if you're listening to us on a podcast or you're listening to us tomorrow in uh, england or later tonight on a radio station on the east coast just go ahead and email your uh, your comments or your your questions to our guest and we will forward them well, before we talk with Oza Motley, we have a surprise caller on the line with an announcement for our L.A. audience. Krisha, why don't you introduce yourself and your band and tell us all about the event coming up? Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Krisha, the vocalist for Sincolor. And I just want to announce that tomorrow night we're going to have a Valentine's show at 9 p.m. at the Civic Center Studio. And it's going to be full of surprises. We're going to cover a lot of lovely songs that I know you all would love to hear. And, of course, play some of our originals, along with a live mariachi in between sets to serenade the audience. Well, who all's on the lineup? What, what, what can people We have a lot of great artists accompanying us for the show. We're going to have Sophie Lynn. She has amazing music. Um, Weapons with Mass Creation, and Vic Jagger, which is an awesome DJ, very creative, and uh, Mariachi, and Ooh. I'm going to have a guest stars in between the set, like Andy J. It's going to be a great show. It it is. I I went to the one last uh, last year, and that was a great show. I had so much fun. I'm going to be there this year too. I'm going to be there Saturday night myself. Now, where do people go to get tickets? You can find the the event on Eventbrite. Okay. You'll find um, the ticket links also on your Instagram bio, Music, or our event page on Facebook. If you look up Singular. Okay. All right. So it's well, I want everywhere to... now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, We're like so I said, it's going to be awesome. 
but this is one of the best parties, uh, one of the best Valentine parties ever, and one of the best parties in L- in L.A. So all of my Los Angeles audience, get yourself the tickets. See you Saturday night. Stop by my table and and say hello and say you listen, and we'll and we're going to have a great time. And Krisha, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, we're going to take a very quick break, and when we come back, Ozo Motley joins us. This is going to be so much fun. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA, always on the go. Okay, you can see now that you can listen to us on Stitcher. But right now, right now, you're going to listen to us to our next guest, Oza Motley. And they are legendary for me. I have been listening to Oza Motley since 1998, which is three years after they were formed. I was living in Atlanta when some friends of mine told me about a band that came out of farm worker organizing. And I'd been involved in the 60s with farm worker organizing. So I said, cool, I wanted to hear that. They sent me an album. It was Love at First Listen. Named for the Aztec astrological symbol for the monkey, Oza Motley has gone on to global recognition for its joyous, high-energy, multi-genre activist music, some of which I enjoyed when I saw them live at a celebration for Rainforest Action Network in San Francisco. The band's first album, Oza Motley, introduced the world to their trademark mix of Mexican music, Jamaican ska, reggae, American hip-hop, funk, Marange and Cumbia, all with bilingual lyrics, and they have not stopped since their 20, They have not stopped since then. Their 2017 album, Nonstop Mexico Jamaica, has gone global. They've just released a new single, Libertad, and their 2019 tour dates are already booked into March for their performances from Colorado to Cuba. To Cuba. So I'm so honored to welcome. Ulises Bella and Raul Pacheco to Music Friday Live. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello. hello how are you doing? Can you hear me? <laughs> we're, yep, we can, hear, we can hear you just fine, and we're doing great. Awesome. Um, Ulises and Raul, first of all, congratulations on 22 years of making people dance, right? And Congratulations on the new song, which really rocks. And I'm going to play a little bit of it and uh, dig into the lyrics and the notes. But first, because I know my audience is going to ask, how have you managed not only just to stay together, but to evolve your music so it's as up-to-the-minute relevant today as it was 22 years ago? This is, this is Raul. I, I, I think, you know, this band for us, we met as – musicians who were playing in different projects and we got together to uh, make this. It was um, so much fun. It became the kind of a way for us to get our own musical expression out. And I think that's why it explains why we play so many different styles and why we never had those kinds of boundaries because each individual 
has a space here to kind of uh, get into and do what they want to do. So I think that that's what's been happening because as we've evolved as people and different kinds of music is happening in the world, you know, we respond to that. We're lovers of music, so we've been able to get all those influences just kind of put them into one pot. Well, you know, one of those influences and one of the things that first caught my ears about you is the partnership uh, with Cut Chemist, who collaborated on Libertad, bringing in a turntable artist in the mid-90s and putting it together with Latino and Tropical Beats. I don't know, was that kind of a risk at the time? I I think for us, what it was is that, you know, we... um, we were, he was he was the one who showed up, you know. That's kind of how it all was. We didn't even have a drum. We didn't have a drummer, a full drum set at that first rehearsal. But he came with a with a uh, turntable, and it was like we need a drum kit, and he just played a loop of drums. <laughs> so that's kind of how it happened. So there, there, I think you know, there was no other way it could happen except natural, and that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why it works, you know, and that's why it's worked for us. We weren't mm-hmm. trying to make some kind of unique combo of people. It just, we're the, we're the guys who showed up, and so the desire was there. The uniqueness was there because of the different elements of instrumentation, and, you know, that's that's how it's, that, I think it's still like that. That's so cool. Uh, you know, uh, something else you were ahead of the curve on is cumbia, which, of course, has now taken over Latino and gringo music space. Uh, I'm thinking of a of an early song of yours, Cumbia de los Muertos, which we're going to play uh, later, that, that really rocked then and rocks now. But at the time, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the distinctive cumbia beat was not really widely known by mass audiences, and I think you helped change that. Uh, do you agree with me there, or am I, or was it really well known? I just didn't know it. I mean, you know, I think um, in Latino yeah. com- communities. Go ahead, Uli. I think you're you're about to say what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ralph. No, you got it. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I think what Raul was about to say was that yeah, in Latino communities and like as far as parties, it's a very I mean, obviously, uh, cumbia has its roots in Colombia, um, but it has become kind of like a pan-Latino sound where there's Mexican cumbia, there's Peruvian cumbia, there's Tex-Mex cumbia, so there's uh, Central American cumbia. Uh, so in that sense, it was already a style, a thing that... I think the thing that what what, what, what we kind of did to it is incorporating the reggae influence, the hip hop influence. I don't think anyone had ever um, experimented that deeply into it as much as we had done. And um, just like how you mentioned though, um, it's funny how like the sound of cumbia is now uh, entering into ears that probably never heard that style before. Like I heard it mentioned in some like telephone company commercial the other day like someone meant, said cumbia and i was like whoa like where did that come from so um i guess in that sense we're kind of ahead of a curve uh then we've always kind of been a, ahead of the curve band you know like even when you were mentioning cut chemists at the first rehearsal like most of us grew up with hip-hop um so the idea of the turntable as as an instrument standing alone in itself 
was already something that was very relevant already to us. And the potential of, of, of incorporating it into with live instruments. Okay. All right. Well, you were ahead of the curve, and and when you can hear cumbia in television, uh, uh, rather than telephone ads, you know it's become mainstream. Well, I want to play a little bit of that uh, music, yeah. and I want to I want to play your new song. Um, let's let's play. Let's listen to just about a minute here of uh, Libertad. <laughs> In flux of garbage, instructions vanish. Now in comes the corners, unless the chain's broken. I'm hoping that if a 20 year vet from cigarette can refrain from chain smoking, the lanes remain open for change. It's simple as that. Medicinal music keeps the mental intact, eliminates the waste, and identifies the faceless and homeless, affected by gentrified displacement. Fights against poverty, helps integrity. Music can melt the cobwebs of self depravity. If you can withstand this negative quicksand, then let this be the theme song to the resistance. Show. It's not about abundance of wealth, it's love. Help and your freedom from the bondage of self. You can either be known to keep the truth or confused, or be the stone that the and refuse. Gotta be willing to choose. Wow, there are so many things going on in in that song, and and so seamlessly, even as you change beats and genres. Now I know that you guys can probably write songs in your sleep, but that one's kind of unique. The rap is really stunning, and and I want to read a little bit of the rap lyrics. I'm not going to try to syncopate them because I can't do that. Um, it's not about abundance of wealth. It's love, health, and your freedom from the bondage of self. And then a little earlier, you say, the faceless and the homeless affected by gentrified displacement. Music can melt the cobwebs of self-depravity, fights against poverty, helps integrity. If you can withstand the negative quicksand, then let this be the theme song to your resistance. You know, music is known to be a healing force, uh, even inside the womb. But I think you guys are talking about a social healing force. Is your music kind of designed to be a social healing force to, to make society work better as well as personal healing? I, I think when we first got together, you know, that was kind of the reason. We first got together out of a supporting a labor strike, you know, and I think our personal stories you know, from the kind of different neighborhoods of Los Angeles, you know, none of us were wealthy. And I think we had a certain perspective and, you know, music, oftentimes, you know, art is not seen as, or it's not promoted or taught in a way with the, the kind of power that of a message that it has. But, you know, when you think about it, there's so many artists that have, that, that do have a message that are certain popular and particularly in music, you know, anyone from Bob Marley, uh, you know, something like that, an example, different elements of like John Lennon, like, so there's, you can go down the line. And I think when we got together, it was kind of, we realized, oh, wow, like, yeah, there are examples. There is a way for us to contribute to, you know, things that we believe in, perspectives that we're proud of, uh, things that we want to promote through song, you know. And, and I think that some of us just have that in us naturally. And as we got together as a group, it became really clear, oh, this is, this is definitely an, a, a big part of what this band is about. And I don't think that's changed. And, you know, we still take the time to kind of uh, make that statement, promote that perspective. Um, there's a lot going on in the world all the time. And here in America, there's such controversies with, you know, our president 
And we really feel that we've been to 56 countries. And what we found is that most humans are just wonderful people. And no matter how different we are, we, we really are, we think that remembering that commonality is key in having a prosperous, healthy, peaceful life, you know? Well, that's what I get from your music and, and uh, on the social level. It also, I get a, a personal healing from your music. I want to play a, a bit of a song that I find very healing, and this is uh, uh, Tus Ojos. I just like that song. <laughs> it makes me move. Um, the percussion in that song is so complex, and let you, but you make it easy. Is it, is it hard to put something like that together, something with multiple beats and styles and rhythms all interlacing with one another? Uh, I think it's a, yeah, if it works. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, uh, Justin, our percussionist, he's, He's really, really gifted in uh, anything Afro-Cuban percussion, you know. And, um, you know, sometimes we're in the lab and certain things work and certain things don't work. But when they work, it's so sweet because it's such an interesting blend of beats. And um, that's kind of been one of our signatures, too, you know, through the years. You know, um, um, Wavy Gravy once famously said that you don't stop dancing because you get old. You get old because you stop dancing. And uh, Oh, yes. We, we know yeah, Wavy Gravy yeah. really well. Good. So do I. Well, as long as you guys keep making songs like that and touring, I think a lot of people are going to stay forever young, right? Including you. Um, it keep, definitely keeps me young, for sure. <laughs> Well, speaking of touring, um, like you said, you've toured every continent except Antarctica, and I'm sure one of the stops coming up in Antarctica at some point. Um, you're, you're opening in Colorado next week on the 21st at Estes Park and then uh, moving to Telluride on the 22nd. You go on to Habana for the World Festival there and then back to Colorado, um, and our audience should really check on your schedule and your website. Um, you do both arena-sized concerts and also small venues like the Zebulon here in L.A. where you did your uh, album release. Which do you like better? Do you, do you like the big arenas or the, or the small venues? I mean, I think for us it's about uh, just whatever that particular thing is happening because, you know, they're so, it's so unique. And, you know, playing with Santana at, like, 
you know, a, a big arena in Mexico City is like, you know, that's kind of like a dream, you know, for a kid like me from Boyle Heights and Los Angeles. And then, but then there's something amazing, amazingly special playing at an elementary school with a bunch of kids learning how to play horn. So I think for, you know, and I think this is something that the group feels is that that, uh, that level of, the love of music for us is what keeps us playing. And having those varied experiences, they both have a richness to them that always makes me feel very lucky. So, you know, I, I think that there's, there's an endless amount of experiences that we've had that are unique and playing in Mongolia in the capital, Ulan Latar for like 25,000 people who we've never, never heard of wow. and rocking it. You know, like that, those kinds of opportunities and stories. Yeah, for me, it's, 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 it's been a fortunate thing to be able to be a musician in this band. You know, you mentioned Mongolia, uh, the, um, the number one pop singer from Mongolia, Nominjin, is now here in Los Angeles, and uh, she was on the air a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I'm going to circle back and ask her if she happened to have been at that concert. What year was it? Do you remember? God, it, what's, it's, it had to be around 2013, Uli. Was it before then, you think? Okay, all right. That, that's, I, that's possible. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying it was yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're, it's around then a little bit. Or, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember. I'm terrible at years. It all blends together, you know? <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I, um, I used to remember. That, I used to remember a lot, a lot. Uh, <laughs> after 15 years, I, it did start to blend together. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, well, the, but what, that that particular phenomena that Raul is mentioning, though, is something that, uh, as far as an artist and a musician, it's an amazing litmus test to, I guess, our music in the sense where, you know, it's like places like Mongolia, places like Nepal, India, Madagascar. Maybe there was three people in the whole country who knew who we were, you know? And <laughs> yet, yet, with, without any knowledge of, of our reputation, of our music, of where we were from or who we are, we were able to make the crowd move and enjoy the music. And for me, it's an incredible testament to our work, you know, where it's like these people don't know us from Joe. They don't know. They don't know what a cumbia is. They don't know what a da 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 is or whatever, but yeah. they're digging it and they're connecting with it. Well, I'm, I'm going to uh, shoot a text over to her just, just out of curiosity to see if uh, she was in that audience and if that helped uh, inspire her to go on and, and, uh, and like I say, become the number one pop singer in Mongolia. And like you, she tours worldwide. Um, awesome. You mentioned uh, Boyle Heights. And uh, yeah, anybody that's... who's in Los Angeles knows that, that Boyle Heights is, is engaged in a gentrification struggle. And, of course, you talk about that in one of your songs. Do, do you guys ever get behind struggles like that, play for them, raise music, uh, raise funds, that kind of work? Yeah, you know, for gentrification issues specifically, I think it's been more for an organization that needs money to stay alive, which could be an effects of that, you know. Um, so I think we've we've had experience kind of more with specific places. You know, there's a place in El Torino called the Eastside Cafe that, uh, you know, we know it well. For, 
Um, and things like things like that, where there, you know, there's there, where my studio now is kind of in this community center, like three blocks from where I grew up, and it's uh, there's a there's a there's a political tradition, you know, center in Boyle Heights that's um, you know, uh, uh, it's been around, you know, since the '40s and the '50s, and it started in reaction to the freeways being built, and um, you know, so. I I think that it's it's a beautiful thing, and uh, we, you know we're we're happy to be a part of that fabric that that allows us to uh, to you know keep keep being part of the neighborhood. Really, I mean for us, I think that's very important for me. No, I know I know the cafe well, and and over in Boyle Heights, a, a place I I go to and support is uh, Self Help Graphics, which is kind of one of the organizing centers, yeah. and, and now. As you probably know, there's there's a television series about gentrification in Boyle Heights, uh, uh, Vega. So good. I'm glad to hear that that you're involved in that too. Um, and at, at at the other end of the scale, uh, you've played for President Obama. You've been the house band for uh, Gabriel Iglesias on Comedy Central. You've scored dozens of movies and TV shows. You've played dozens of corporate and charity events. Um, like I say, I, I saw you play at. Uh, Rainforest Action Network's event uh, some some years ago. Um, if you had a choice, what would you most prefer to be doing? Recording, playing at big events, playing at little events, songwriting, laying around on the beach. What, what's your what's your choice, Raul? You know, I have a I have a little studio, and and I love making music. I love creating songs. You know, and I think what what always is a challenge in this band is something you recognize in the way we, you know, pack a song is all these elements. Kind of how do I make all these elements that are so disparate, like kind of like sound natural? You know, you know that's okay. been that's been super uh, important to me, and and uh, but playing live is is the thing about playing live is like. If I'm in a bad mood, I instantly forget. If I'm hungry, I instantly forget. Like it, that's just that's a place where for me it's kind of the the, the timeless zone, you know. And uh, and I really I really love that. And uh, so I think for me the whole package is like there's so many elements of being a musician that are important to learn and understand. And uh, so I I can't really pick one over the other, but I like a healthy balance. I guess I'll say that. Okay. All right. Uh, let me remind our audience that uh, we are talking with the members of uh, Ozamatli, and you can talk with uh, Ulises Bella and Raul uh, Pacheco of Ozamatli yourself. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email. People are already emailing. So why don't I go turn to some of the emails here? Um, Rafael in Miami wants to know what Cuban bands do you like and do you ever play with Cuban bands when you go to Havana? Oh, wow. Uh, well, interestingly enough is that um, we were in Havana over 24, uh, 23 years ago. And um, when we were there, we were unsigned. We didn't have any real official plans. We just knew that we had to go there because we were completely obsessed with, with Cuban music. And um, in that span of 10 days, 
uh, it, it was magical because it was it correlated with this international youth festival that was going on. It correlated with like this like historic performance of this band called uh, Charanga Habanera that that happened on the Malecon. We got to play on the Malecon. We got to play on the radio. We scored all these gigs just from showing up, <laughs> and it's crazy. And um, um, we got to, like, Raul got to study with one of the best treceros in the island. You know, we were trading equipment with them. So it's, it's, it's crazy because we're, we're going back this March, and it's, 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 you know, for me, it's really exciting to see what's changed, what hasn't changed. This time I'm coming more prepared because I know that, like, I want to, like, bring as much love and gifts to the people of the island as much as we can. As far as bands, obviously, like, Irakere was one of the hugely influential, I think, in Ozomatli. Like, we used to do an Irakere cover in our set. You know, bands like Los Van Van, obviously, um, uh, Charanga Vanera, which we saw at that famous performance. Like, we bought a bunch of music back. But um, if there's one Cuban band that, that, I mean, obviously, there's tons of them, Los Papines, you name it, all these uh, rumba, uh, conjunto rumba groups and stuff like that. But if there was one band that I think that was very influential to Ozo Motley, I would say is Irakere. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do we have a second opinion? No, I'm actually, I'm going to agree. You know, there, there's a, I mean, Libertad is kind of like directly, you know, influenced from that. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, we, and we've, when we were first getting together, that was one of the groups that we just were like so in awe of because the, the history of Cuban popular music, I mean, Cuban musicians are, and artists in general, are extremely high level. And yep. the, le- the level of training that they get, uh, you know, if they decide to be musicians, um, and the level of innovation that goes on musically within that island, and but also just within a, the genre of you know, any kind of particular TV music, it's, it's incredibly high level. And, uh, when we were first learning how to play, you know, this was something so that we were kind of discovering together in many ways as a group. And, and it was extremely, uh, uh, important to us, you know? And, and so, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. I think, I think as a group, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Okay. I was in uh, Cuba last, uh, last year too. And on specifically on, on kind of a music trip, and uh, for people who haven't been to uh, Cuba, you should go if you have an opportunity. I know it's a little more difficult now, but when they say high level, uh, it, it is. The talent level there is, uh, is very, very high. Part of the reason why is that the Cuban government supports the arts. They actually pay artists. And, and um, even though there may be shortages of some things in the island, like Internet access, artists get them. Artists get what they need. It's it's a it's a, it's a wonderful place, and of course, the, the, everybody's a musician. It's just uh, I loved it. Um, I, I want to play a song. Speaking of of, of um, high level music, uh, you, we mentioned earlier in the the show um, uh, cumbia, uh, which is not from Cuba. It's from Colombia originally, and now everywhere. But you did a song early on called Cumbia de los Muertos. And it's, it's one of your songs that is really emotional, emocional. And I want to play that and talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
know, e- even though you, uh, you you released that song in 1998, it still hits home. Uh, the lines, uh, Mira como baila mi mama, uh, bailando con mi hermano del pasado. Look how my mom dances, dancing with my brother from the past. That puts a lump in my throat 20 years later. Uh, was that a personal song for somebody in the band? Yeah, it's as you uh, as you stole it, you know, as as you had uh, who singing, you know, had a a family member who was, uh, you know, died through uh, gang violence, and uh, it's just kind of this this uh, you know this moment at a party where you know that's maybe the day of the dead where you're actually experiencing you know these people from the past that are coming and sharing this moment with you, kind of celebrating, you know, the life, the memory. Uh, and dancing the cumbia, you know. Okay. Uh, oh, we got some more emails in here. Um, Palenque in um, San Diego says, "Are you coming to SD? Going to play in San Diego?" Uh, we just so played I'm, there a couple I'm weeks sorry ago. To, we just played there like two weeks in. <laughs> <laughs> but we're playing at the belly, but we're playing at the belly up, which is a little north, like northern San Diego County, Solano yeah. Beach. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful well, Palenque, yeah. you but, need to. Uh, which reminds me, how do people follow you, and so they so that people like Palenque can know when you're in town? Well, definitely Ozomali. all social media. Yeah, ozomali.com, ozomali on Instagram, ozomali on Twitter. Um, definitely on Facebook, obviously too. So we're always putting the dates of what we're playing on our Instagram, constantly changing it up. So definitely check it out, everybody, because we're going to be in your town soon. That's for sure. Okay, Franco, you you, you need to do that. Now, um, uh, Stefan in New York City says, um, are you or will you be involved in the fight for the Dreamers? Yeah, you know, we have uh, celebrated, you know, kind of uh, those people who, you know, the young people who, have become adults in this country who came early and who are called the Dreamers of Week. Um, yeah, we've definitely like done, we've played events, we've raised awareness, we speak about it. Um, so the answer is yes. Okay, good. Um, I was kind of curious because uh, you, you mentioned L.A.-based, and although you've been to over 50 countries, I know you play here too. Um, fusion music, and particularly cumbia Influence fusion music is everywhere, and there's a big population of bands here in L.A. that that combine fusion and Mexican forms, Norteño and Banda, etc., um, with blues. You know, bands like Buyopango and Nancy Sanchez and Maria del Pilar and Sin Colores, Las Capeteras. Um, do you ever uh, team up with with local bands and and create and play together? Yeah, we've done gigs with, you know, almost all of those bands, you know, or even as individuals, you know, just as musicians. Um, there's a lot of support, you know, amongst all of us and each other that are from these different neighborhoods. And because we know that um, that's just an important stance to take and one, you know, of action that kind of like, you know, we want all of those musicians and the, and the ones coming up and the ones that in the future to have success because it's a perspective. We think that's very relevant to Los Angeles. It's a, it's a perspective that's relevant to the United States. It's a perspective that's relevant to the world. So it's a, it's, 
it's a continuation of a story that um, you know we're a part of. And actually, I think you helped launch in some ways, right? Um, do you have a favorite um, Latino fusion band, or is that like saying which one of your children you like the most? I don't know. I see at the boat. You mean in LA or just in general? Just in general. Um, you know, I I I, re- I remember um, there was a band that was a uh, you know Cuban hip hop band um, that was big when we were coming up. That you know, Orisha that we did some songs uh, with and shared uh-huh. sometimes. I think our first gig with them was actually I think in London, and. Uh, uh-huh. That was a super cool thing to see because it was something that we were, you know, for me that we were delving into kind of these influential mixes and how do we make them all sound together. And and uh, I know that they have actually started, we formed and started touring again. And I think seeing them play live, I'd, I'd have quite a cool. good time. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of time, we're almost out of it, but uh, I did want to sneak in a quick listen to um, an old favorite done your style. This is uh, Besame Mucho. style um did you do that song just for fun or was it kind of a challenge uh that that particular song oh i was gonna say that particular song is a collection from our last uh full-length album which was called non-stop and that particular album was uh kind of a departure from our usual thing because it was more of a concept album where we, what we did was we took uh, a very, very popular songs from Mexico, whether old or new. And then we gave them the Jamaican treatment and which, which with the help of legendary producers, Sly and Robbie, you know, um, it, it just gave it a certain flavor and the, the, the even deeper interesting thing about that particular track is that um, we got our ex-boss, Mr. Herb Albert, on the trumpet on it. Wow. So in a wow. weird way, it came full circle because he was the, he, him and Jerry Moss were owners of Almo Sounds 
which were the first right. label to ever sign us, you know? Right. And, wow. um, you know, that, that song a... is, is so powerful. Like, we, we, we can play that song anywhere in the world, and people uh, are going to react to that melody. I'm, sh- I'm sure they do. Well, we, unfortunately, we're out of time, so we're not going to be able to play it some more. <laughs> but uh, I want to um, <laughs> give you an opportunity to tell people the best way to get your music and the best way to follow your tour. Come to all well, the, the best way to get, um, yeah. Go ahead, Lee. You do it. No, I was going to say the best way to the best way to get our music is any way you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Whatever that means to you, uh, uh, beautiful okay. people out there, you know, um, whatever that means uh, as far as whether you get it online or download it or whatever, or if you're an old person like me and still buy CDs every once in a while. Um, Definitely, and of course, like Raul was mentioning, Ozomotley.com, Ozomotley on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, you know, we're we're very open to interacting with our fans constantly. Great. Okay. Well, we we are out of time now, so uh, I'm going to have to say thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, thank you for all the great music. This is uh, Ulises Bella and uh, Raul Pacheco of Ozumatli. You have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyberstation USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. Like our face feeds, and you'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Oh, Angeline has her own radio show now, too. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. Next week, the great blues legend John Mayall joins us. You don't want to miss that. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page. And all I can say now is have a great musical weekend, and we're going to hear some more of Besame Mucho. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. 